The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello! It is FMC. I am Jeremy. That is SP3. How you doing, buddy? Look at this. Came, this nice, nice came shirt dapper. I'm going a, on. I'm a button my top button too, so I'm really <laughs> dapper because it's a game. It's a game party. Do you sometimes. go top button? Like usual? sometimes, sometimes, never, sometimes. Yeah, never. sometimes I do. It, it looks, it looks nicer. I look like a, like a, like I'm going to church and stuff. It so. does. It does look nicer. I never go top button. Like I just, I can't. It, it's too tight. Like it's too tight around my throat. I don't like it. We were we were doing uh Easter pictures the other week, and like the kids like rarely wear collared shirts outside of like nice stuff. But we we were doing Easter pictures, and we were at church and everything. And like the the oldest like pops his collar, and he thought it's like the coolest thing ever. So he like popped his collar. So we're at church, right? And we're taking taking these nice pictures in front of like this. They got this like waterfall at church, which is really cool. We're taking like these nice photos and stuff with everybody. And um, and, and Ashley, or oh, I just gave gave the shoot name out. Sorry. Uh, and the EP um is like okay, we're done. And I'm like, no, 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 hold on one second. I was like, pop your collar. And so I told the young, the oldest, like, pop your collar. And then everyone starts popping. And so I pop mine as well because he was having so much fun with. It. And she just looks at me and she's like cannot stand you like just cannot stand you i'm like why are you having fun with it all day we influence the youth that's how you influence the youth you like you like you embrace their their popping of the collar remember when that was the thing remember the song pop my colors oh oh bringing that back bringing that back absolutely hashtag pop your collars there we go it's pop your collar friday it's engagement party congratulations to Thanks. you and ep i was so happy to see that you're putting extra pressure on me i had to i had to look up engagement rings this week for <laughs> for my other half i'm always calling her wifey but i, I was about to say i thought you guys were married because you call her wifey so i thought like that was already <laughs> official when you get when you have two kids in one shot, you might as well start calling her wifey. Like, <laughs> so so I gotta I gotta make it official. I'm waiting until the finances is right, but I want to say congratulations to y'all. Y'all are my one of my favorite couples out there. Love your banter on social media. The stories from wifey's uh, Twitter is always fun of you your car rides and you listen to music and stuff. Love it. Love all the stuff I see. So I'm very happy for y'all. She hates my musical choices. Let's have this discussion, SP3. First off, thank you. Thank you again. Appreciate everybody uh, saying saying thank you. Everyone's invited to the wedding, like legit. I don't really have like a lot of friends here since I just moved here last year. Um, and like she has, she's lived here her entire life. Um, so like her whole family's here and everything. Like I don't have, all my friends are just through Twitter and online. I mean, that's how we met was through Twitter. Yeah. So legitimately, please, Everybody who is a pal on Twitter, come to the wedding. As you, I, I legit need your address, and you, you are invited to the wedding. There are, I, I'm putting out like an open invitation of everybody. Please come to the wedding. But I do hope that 
you know a lot of the the wrestling media pals will uh will attend the the wedding i thought about like having it like all out weekend or something and just being like what's more important to you guys my wedding or this aew event what come on sean come on denise like What's more, John Alba, what's more important to you guys? You go into All Out or you come into my wedding? Uh, but I'm not gonna... That's evil. That is so evil <laughs> and I love it. I love it so much. That's the best idea I've heard so far. But yes, I, I am ready for it. I'm ready for it. You know, we always see the bits at the, at the reception, the wrestling bits. I want you and, and the oh. EP to do Owen and Brett. Owen and Brett during your reception. <laughs> like you're like your cash and Dax. She's going to kick my leg out of my leg. That's not good. She's talked about like she's she's talked about we need Miro popping out of the cake. Like we need we need this person showing up, that person. There's a strong possibility Luther shows up because like that's an actual like friend and pal. We went to we went to Dynamite last week and then afterwards, like we just hung out at the hotel with Luther for two hours just talking to him. So like that's like an actual pal and stuff. So there's a strong possibility that like he he is there. There are other people that could potentially. She's told me. She's told me if I get uh if I get Bret Hart there, which that's that's gonna be a tough one to pull off. But if I get Bret there, I can just wear whatever I want, and like I'm going Danielson white t-shirt, jeans. I, I want to wear like a beanie. You seen that dude? You watch Too Hot to Handle now. The dude yeah. that comes rolling in with the beanie on. It's like season two. The yeah. the guy who like smokes weed and shit. Like yeah. Him, uh, I think he was from like Hawaii or something, or Colorado. One of those like very chill, like back, let's smoke yeah. weed uh, places. <laughs> but like he came up with a beanie. And then when we were watching, I was like, what if I just wore that to our wedding? This is before we engaged and everything. I was like, what if I wore that to the wedding and stuff? Uh, and she's like, absolutely not. So then as we continued to discuss our, our wedding plans and, and everything, I was like, what if I get like this person there? She's like, if you can do all this, like you can just do whatever you want. At the wedding. So if I get Bret Hart, there are other people, Adam, Adam Cole and Britt Baker. If they are there, I can kind of get away with anything. Sean's like, he's friendly with, with them. He just interviewed them. So I might call in some favors from Sean Ross Sapp and be like, I need these people at my wedding so I can just wear a white t-shirt and jeans. <laughs> Come out with the plain white tee. That would, that would be vintage Jeremy. I would love it. Did. I got to have the it. Danielson look, man. That's the goat right there. Uh, a shock says invite Nyla Rose to this, throw Serpentico to the way to get Serpentico is like an actual pal as well. So he, he might go. be there and he's obviously friendly with Nyla. Well, I might be able to pull that off. Maybe. There you go. We, we, we're, we, we're getting, we're getting the invite list together on air, on air, ladies and gentlemen, this is what male engagement parties are all about. <laughs> You rarely see it, and you're seeing one live right here on FMC. I see in the comments. I gotta, I gotta apologize officially <laughs> that my my era of being a Nets fan is over, ladies and yeah, gentlemen. Yeah, that went well. How'd that go for you? <laughs> it lasted a week, ladies and gentlemen. The only playoff series that I've gotten wrong so far, and it's because I tried to stick with family. I tried to stick with my hometown. I, I learned my lesson. I never have rooted for a hometown basketball team in my life. I've never rooted for the Knicks, never rooted for the Nets. I used to go to New Jersey Nets playoff games all the time, never rooted for them, always rooted for the other team. But I learned my lesson. I will never root for Brooklyn. I would never root for New York. 
in basketball ever again. KD and Kyrie let me down. It's all right. It's all right. Kyrie was doing did too much sacrificing over the last year. So he didn't have enough in these playoffs, but we were actually right because we said at the beginning of the series that this is Jason Tatum's series to win or lose, and he won it. He shut down KD a lot of times. He had 30-something points uh, the, the last game. That, what was it, 30, 30 uh, 35, 6 and 6, 6, 6 deals. Congratulations to every Celtics fan. Congratulations to Bad Company, Bill. Um, A-Shock, to answer you, the only New York team I ever root for is the Yankees because I literally lived five blocks from the Yankees most of my life. So I could literally go to my terrace and I can know when the Yankees hit a home run because you can hear the roar from Yankee Stadium. So that's the only New York team I ever root for. I don't root for the Giants. I don't root for the Jets. I don't root for the Knicks. I don't root for the Rangers. I don't root for the Nets. I don't root for the Islanders. I don't root for any of these New York teams except for the Yankees. And I won't ever again. I learned my lesson. Boston, congratulations. And, you know, your your reward for beating the Nets, sweeping the Nets, is losing to the Bucks in seven games because I'm rooting for the Bucks. <laughs> At Middleton being out, like, kind of really hurts the, it does. the Bucks in that series. It's very unfortunate because the Middleton's their second best player. He's obviously very important. To he's I love Giannis. I think he's the best player in the league. Middleton's the guy who creates his own shot, though. Like, that's their tough shot maker. And, like, you just need those guys against, especially against a defense like the Celtics. Um, I, I think Boston wins this series. I think Giannis plays, I think he has, like, just a top, top series, though. Like, I think he's going to go off in a lot of these games. I just don't know if it's going to be enough. So my friend and I were talking about this because the knock on the Nets was that, like, Durant was just locked up for three of the four games. He finally came alive in game four. It was too little too late. He just didn't do anything. And you got to credit Boston for for the way they played him defensively. I think there's some blame to go on the the Nets coaching for not like getting him just like better shots, finding ways to get him free and everything. Their spacing was certainly an issue, but like you got to figure out a way to get the ball to Kevin Durant. Game four kind of showed that like, Hey, if Kevin Durant just like wants to be aggressive, and just like do these things he can is like, where was this at least by game three game one. Okay. Adjusting game two, maybe like probably still should have been game three. Like you're down to, Oh, it definitely should have been a case of like, Hey, Kevin Durant, can you please show up in this series? Yeah. Game four, too little too late. I think Giannis has more of that. I don't give a fuck attitude. than Kevin Durant, where he's just going to take the ball. And he's like, I'm put my head down. I'm going to drive. And I don't give a shit if you're throwing all five guys at me like this is what this is what we're going to do um so i i expect that the boston defense they'll probably still have some good success against Giannis because their defense is just great i do expect Giannis will just take matters upon himself more than kevin durant did and that'll be different for for boston i, I don't think Budenholzer is like a great coach or anything i know he won the title but i still like just don't buy him as like a, a, a top tier coach or anything yeah. like that. He clearly knows like he's had success with this team and can can at least adjust to what Boston's got, where Steve Nash just looked in over his head in a lot of this stuff. So it'll be a tougher series for Boston without Middleton, though. I do like Boston 
in in probably six. If Giannis takes it to seven, that's all. If Giannis wins this series, like that says a lot for his legacy. No Middleton, and you beat Boston, who right now like looks like the favorites in the East. Yeah. No offense to to the the Heat, and we'll get to them in a second. But right now, like. Boston looks like the favorites after sweeping the Nets. Bad Company Bill says they ran the old OKC year to mark. Yeah, my friend and I joked about that a lot. You know, being OKC fans, we're like, that's their offense. It's just K- Kyrie and KD just taking turns and stuff. The difference is like Westbrook gets a bad rap, especially now. Back in the day, he would defer to Durant a lot. Like people, if you watch the OKC games, like he would often defer to Durant. I don't think Kyrie's like great as just like running an offense. Like he just kind of like looks for yeah. his own shots and shit. He's a great shot maker and, and creator, but like he doesn't like really run an offense. And it, it worked out how it worked out. Kyrie was get great in game one, wasn't there the rest of the series. There's a lot wrong in Brooklyn. It was a tough season for them, like from start to finish. A lot happened. I, I can't imagine the mental toll all of that took. I, I'm not even gonna get into the Ben Simmons stuff because that seems to be a lot of like mental mental health and like yips and everything and like i'm not commenting on on that kind of stuff if he's really struggling with that then like best best wishes to him i hope things get better i hope to see him play basketball again because i do think he he would be great on the nets um but yeah a lot went wrong for them we still kind of thought look you got kd and Kyrie, you can kind of make it happen and they didn't they got swept we, we said the best player on the court is usually going to win in these playoff series, but we didn't. I, I, we kind of said it, though. We said that Jason Tatum has the potential to be the best player on the court, and he was. He was. Yeah. Like, the, the gap between Tatum and KD very much shortened, and a lot of people are, are saying KD's not even in their top 10 players in the league yes. now after that series, which is a little extreme <laughs> in, in my opinion. That's a very it's extreme. Very extreme. I, I enjoyed the band though between KD and Charles Barkley it's, it, it created a lot of great conversation on inside the NBA especially with KD going oh. on, on Instagram with the with the with the Houston Rockets photo and then the Philadelphia 76ers photo and it was just like man he's just missing the context of it all it's too funny but it, it created some fun banter Charles Barkley was on one he was not happy about that whole conversation and he hates when it gets brought up that he's like he hasn't won a championship you could tell it still bothers him to this day when someone brings it up and the fact that KD had to be that guy when no one I, I, I hate to say this to KD because I was backing you up for the last two episodes <laughs> I was a, I was a, I was a Nets fan for two weeks for two weeks, I was a Nets fan, and I was backing up KD, and I said, you know, you're a two-time NBA champion, two-time NBA Finals MVP, uh, an NBA regular season MVP, but your two championships is probably the most, like, <laughs> the most ridiculed two championships of any Fake superstar rings. in Fake history, even even more than the 2020 Lakers bubble championship, I think that KD's <laughs> TD's championships with the Golden State Warriors get ridiculed more. And you had Charles Barkley even saying that he wasn't even the best player on those two two championship uh, teams, which was out of, that was out of line. That was you, that I was like, I was like, now you know Charles is hurt because this dude averaged 35 points in the NBA finals. Don't tell me he wasn't the best player on those teams. So 
I, I, I love the banter that it created, but the Nets, they, they showed that this type of offense with the coach that they had that didn't have experience before he became a coach, really, this is not working. And I, I, I think that they're finally getting the scrutiny that the Clippers got during the bubble, where the Lakers got pretty much the last two seasons. I, I said it on Twitter, and I'll say it here. The Lakers' whole era with LeBron James since he came over to 2019, I feel that a lot of people are not giving it the same, are given not giving the same level of scrutiny to the Clippers era with KD and Kyrie until now. Or the Clippers era with with Kawhi Leonard and Pete and Paul George. I stand by that because I feel like they got a lot of heat for 2020, but because of the injuries, they haven't got the heat the last two years. But we need to give them. We need to keep the same energy and scrutinize that move because Kawhi should have never left Toronto. I said that in 2019, and I'll stand by it. Why would you leave a team you just won the NBA championships? You saw how it was in the East. You could do load management in the East, and you would be fine. The East is improved now, but I think that Toronto, with the squad they got now, maybe they don't get the same. You know. Scotty Barnes and other guys that they yeah, they got. definitely don't get Scotty Barnes if they no, they they probably not. But Kawhi, if a healthy Kawhi, if you're doing load management, I think I'll take that over Scotty Barnes. Honestly, yeah. even though Scotty Barnes is a great player and he's a he's the rookie of the year, we called that correct. Oh, well, I called that correctly. You have every moment, but <laughs> but um, yeah, even if you don't have Scotty Barnes and you got you got Kawhi Leonard with the team that they already have, they'd be a top three seed. It just didn't make any sense then. It doesn't make any sense three years later. I I was kind of upset when Kawhi left Toronto because I wanted to see him like defend the title with Toronto. So that was disappointing. And then he goes to the Clippers and he basically begs them to, to trade for another star and they get Paul George, which was fine. Like that worked out well for OKC this year with all them injuries. We got that second lottery pick. Um, but I... So with the Nets getting the scrutiny, I agree with you. Here's why they don't, though. And it's all the fault of your Lakers. Because if the Lakers weren't so terrible this year, then the Nets would have gotten this scrutiny. But the Lakers were also so bad that the Nets just avoided some of it. Look, they got it, and they deserved it after that first round. They can they can talk about how long of a season it was and everything that went wrong for them. Like, true, but they deserved all the scrutiny. The way they played, not winning a game. I really, I really thought that they would. I mean, I thought the series might go six or seven. Like after they got swept, I was texting my friend. I was like, it's still kind of unbelievable that like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving just got swept. I yeah. know that like the team around them wasn't great. I know Boston was really good. You would think with those two, you'd win a game. Like you getting swept won. was something else. <laughs> it was. I. I it's still kind of unbelievable. We'll see what the Nets do next season. And, uh, oh, go ahead. And it's the way they got swept. Like, when they're in Brooklyn, did they ever have a lead? Because I watched both of those games, and I, I, don't, like I don't remember. E I think they got, like, maybe one lead the entire two games in Brooklyn. And this is what I said, like you know, last week when I didn't go back on my pick of the Nets because I said, you know, Boston took care of business in their home on ho their home court. Let's see what the Nets do on their home court. And they didn't show up. 
They didn't. They had like one, maybe one lead in Brooklyn. That's ridiculous. Like the Celtics, I do agree. They are. They were slept on. They look like the best team in the East. And any, if it was any other team, I would, I would say, yeah, they're gonna beat the Bucks. I would take them in six or seven over the Bucks. But because my heart bleeds purple and gold i can never root for for the boston celtics but since i am doing a basketball show i'm gonna say boston in seven is what my head is saying but my heart is saying bucks in seven i i'm going boston without middleton i can't pick the bucks like i if Giannis, and i know there's more than Giannis. if Giannis wins this series that's like goat stuff right there because he has no business winning this series. It's not that the bucks are bad team or anything, but you don't have your second best player and a guy who typically like does well against Boston and a guy like you need against his Boston team. Just a guy who is good at creating good, at, good at making shots, like a tough shot maker. Like you need like somebody like this, but to not have him, it's going to be a tough out for, it's just going to be a tough out for for uh, Milwaukee, and I just I don't see how they win this series. But if they do, Giannis is obviously he's going to have to have an otherworldly performance, and I ain't putting it past that guy. That guy's on a different level right now. I just Boston's just a better team. They have just as much talent as Milwaukee, even though Tatum isn't like Giannis level. He clearly ascended in the first round, and he's really really good. And then you throw in Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Al Horford is just for some reason went OKC legend. Al Horford, by the way, I can't tell you how big I popped. First of all, Marcus, Marcus Smart was trying to go at, uh, I, I think it might have been Blake Griffin uh, for that yeah. layup when he didn't need to. He could have just like gotten fouled because the, the shot clock was off. I don't know what he was doing there, but the OKC legend, Al Horford, cleaning that up. Good shit by, by my man, Al Horford, securing the series. For the Celtics. Um, the thing with Brooklyn is like all the games were close, right? Like there was no blowouts. Like yeah. all the games were close. They they should have won game one. They were seconds away from winning game one. Who knows how the series plays out if they if they win that game. But they just didn't have enough by the end of it. And some of that comes down, I mean, a good chunk of that comes down to like Katie and Kyrie because the rest of the team kept because they didn't play well. So like the rest of the team kept them in them, kept them in those games until the fourth quarter. And then you would expect your two stars, one of them to like take over and hit these shots. They couldn't do it. Durant missed a lot of shots down the stretch in game four. Kyrie was missing shots down the stretch in in the other two games. Like they, they just, they weren't hitting shots down the stretch and Boston made winning plays. I'm very interested to see what the Nets do off season or yeah in the yeah for Jer- jeremy says 4.5 average point sleep third smallest ever yeah all the games were close it's not yeah. like they they got blown out in any of this stuff um i'm interested to see what they do with ben simmons plays because look you got katie Kyrie, you're still gonna be a great team as far as boston milwaukee goes i like boston milwaukee in in chicago i mean we touched on briefly it kind of went how we thought gentlemen sweep even with yep. middleton out like the Bulls just didn't have the firepower, especially the last game once uh, Levine and Caruso were ruled out. It's like, yeah, you can you can call this series a rep. And the Bulls got one. DeRozan played well in that one game, and then the rest of the series he was playoff DeMar DeRozan. 
pretty much. Um, I'm, I'm going to say what a lot of Knicks fans, all my Knicks fans, friends have been saying all week. They've been like, oh, we won the same amount of playoff games as the Nets. That's because <laughs> Knicks fans ate the Nets. So I'm going to shout out to Bob O'Neill. Your Bulls won one more game than the Lakers did in the playoffs. Congratulations. <laughs> one more. Just one more. But uh yeah, I mean, and that came down to Middleton getting injured, honestly. I don't think I don't think if Middleton doesn't get injured, I think that's a sweep. And I think that we'd be looking at this Boston uh Milwaukee series a little different. But yeah, that went that went pretty much how we expected. Giannis dominated game five, put them away. Um I'm proud of the real MVP. Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid <laughs> overcame the two anchors on his ankles in this first round of Doc Rivers being his coach and James Harden being a choke, <laughs> and he survived and put up some big numbers to put away the Toronto Raptors. Got to hand it to Toronto because they played hard. We're being down 3-0 and bringing it to a game six, they deserve credit, but I'm proud of Joel Embiid. The MVP showing why I've stuck by him this entire time. Uh, he was great in the series. I do. I, I I know you saw my my text messages that I was sending my my friend. I was kind of doing like a bit with the Sixers. I, I mean, I was rooting for them to win because I think I think they're they're the better team than Toronto. I was really looking forward to a Miami and in uh, Philadelphia showdown. But like, I called James Harden a two time MVP. And he's only won it once, apparently. <laughs> I legit thought he was a two-time MVP. I'm not even kidding. And so wait, wait, I cut off from that text message. And my friend is like, well, which one are you awarding him? 2015, which was when he argued that he should have won it over Steph. Yeah. 2017, which was the big Westbrook debate. And then I think 2019, which was the Giannis uh, Harden debate. And I I said 2017 because that – I think that was like the one where – and here's my actual text message, which will pop you SP3 because I argue for Jokic. uh, And I said to him, uh, he's like, which one one are you arguing, 2017, 2016, or – where is – okay. And I said – can't believe that I said 2017. Can't believe that they gave it to a six seed that year. Set a bad precedent, and it's why Jokic winning over a B this year. Disgusting. <laughs> he became SV3. In yes. the yeah, I channeled my inner SV3, and I was just like, oh shit, like this is how I'm gonna argue for a B over Jokic. Um I mean, I think Westbrook should have won the MVP that Me year. Too. But... Me too. Me I, too. I do, even though I have argued all season that the, the Nuggets don't. And I, and I still stand by this because your man only won one game. He made me look bad. I gave him two because Three. he's supposed to be his MVP candidate. But he played he played his heart out in game look, five. You can't put you can't put that series on Jokic. Like, no. he was great that series. That, that series was very much – I mean, you want to talk about the Westbrook comparisons. That series was very much 2016-17 Thunder, where Westbrook had to do everything. And then, like, when he sat, they lost those minutes. But against, like, against Houston, they lost that series in five. Like, the games were mostly close. There was, like, one blowout. And there was blowouts in the the uh, the Warriors-Nuggets series as well. But the games were, like, mostly close. It's just they lost the Westbrook minutes by a lot. And then yeah. it was... I think the 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 Nuggets actually held on a little bit better than the the Thunder bench, but the bench just wasn't good. Boogie Cousins, shout out to him by the way. It sucks that he got injured because he was 
he was so great. Him and Davis were like such a great tandem in New Orleans yeah. and something different, like a reminder of like the uh, Robinson and Duncan, like Twin Towers in, in San Antonio. But it was very much that of like the games were competitive. The MVP did everything he could to win that those games against a clearly superior team. And they just didn't have enough firepower elsewhere. Elsewhere, but like Jokic was great. I love Draymond. Draymond praising him while also taking shots at uh, Kevin Durant as well, saying some guys are just soft in the playoffs. And look, he can say it ain't about Durant. Them little crying emojis uh, during the during Game Four. He can say that wasn't about Durant missing exactly. that free throw and them shots. We know what those was about, Draymond. Don't be, don't be, don't be silly, Draymond. Don't be silly. We know who oh. it was about. I was like, I was like, Draymond tried to play it off because he did KD. He was on the podcast with KD and they talked about, you know, their whole issues. But we know, Draymond, <laughs> your timing is always impeccable. You got one of the best social media games. Don't try to play us and tell us that is not about KD. Oh, I'm a little more. I'm a little more uh, direct than that. Like, no, no, you're not. You're not slick. You're not trying to fool us. Get out of here with that nonsense. But yeah, I mean, I I gave I gave the Nuggets two games in this series. They got one, but it's not on Jokic as at all. But I will say once, I will say it again. We cannot give him the MVP. They give out the MVP usually in like the second round. You can't give it to a guy that's going fishing. That's in Cancun. You can't you can. give it to him. No, no. I will not allow this. You will not take another MVP from Joel Embiid. He deserved it last year. He deserves it this year, especially after his performance in the first round. You have to realize he has two anchors on the his first ankles. round. Doesn't matter in the MVP yes, discussion. SB three does. He has it two. Matter. No, because the first round showed he's been playing with two anchors on his ankle for half of the season. The reason why you said that Jokic came put was put ahead of Embiid is because, oh, Embiid's got Harden now. This is not the same James Harden, and he proved that. He proved that in in the first round. This is not the same James Harden that the Nets got. This is not the same James Harden that played in Houston. I don't even think this is the same James Harden that played in OKC. He is overweight. He is, he seems like he's overrated. Um, he's not a top 15 player in this league anymore. So Jokic, I mean, uh, Embiid has been doing this and been playing his heart out with two anchors on his ankles. I got to give it to Doc Rivers, though. He did He did have a good answer when people said that, oh, what about this choke artist moniker? And he he, he, he kind of, he was like, he was like, it's not the context. It's, you got to l- look at the context of it all. He was like, the 3-1 lead we lost in, in Orlando. We were a seven seed and we were not a good team. And no one talks about us even getting up by 3-1. They only want to talk about us blowing the 3-1 lead. He was like, in with the Clippers, you know, uh, Chris Paul was injured for the first two games and he was playing on one leg for the rest of the series and we lost there. And he was like, but the Clippers won the last one with the Clippers. That's on me. (laughs) I loved when he said that. I was like, I was like, thank you. Don't give us no excuses. That one is on you. Don't don't give us any BS. He was like, that one's on me. He was like, I always will take the blame and say that I should have coached better. But he was like, a lot of people don't look at the context of it all when they look at me blowing these 3-1 leads. I was 
I was rooting for chaos and for them to at least go to game seven. I really was. I did think like it was going to be a blow. I was like, it's very tough to blow a 3-0 lead. Okay. Like yeah. it's very tough to blow a 3-0 lead. That's why it's never happened. But I know Sixers fans probably got a little bit worried after <laughs> game five and it became three to two all of a sudden. I, I, I thought the Sixers were going to win a blowout last night. They did. They're, they're the better team. Now they're going to play Miami. And Miami, gentlemen sweep over Atlanta. I did not realize how bad Trey Young was in that series. And it's a lot of credit to, to the Miami defense. The team around him, that team has been kind of a mess all season. Clearly not the same team that made it to the conference finals last year. Injuries, the, the Capella injury hurt. Guys not stepping up. Like it, it all, none of it was good. I still thought Trey Young would like. You're a star player in the league. Typically, these guys like find a way have have a great series. Just find a way, even if like the the underlying numbers aren't good. Like the overall numbers are typically good for for these. Super, like you look at Kevin Durant, and I'm just gonna pull up Kevin Durant. Everyone kind of agrees he did not have a good series. It's not it's not kind of like everyone agrees he did not have a very good series. Kevin Durant still averaged. Let's see. Uh, he still averaged 26, 26 points, um, 6.3 assists, 5.8 rebounds on 39% from the floor, 41% from three. Like, that's not bad. Those are still good numbers for a guy who did not have a very good series. So this Kyrie Irving, again, didn't have a good series. His overall numbers in, in the series against Boston was still 21 points. It's actually not great. Uh, 21 points, five assists, five rebounds. 43% from the field, 31% from three. You expect more from Kyrie, still got 21 points and everything. Like, not not terrible. On a team with, with Kevin Durant. Do you know yeah. Trey Young's numbers in this series? Oh, boy, let's hear this. They, they were awful. I was shocked by how awful they were. Trey Young against Miami averaged 15 points. 15 points, six assists, five rebounds, the shooting numbers. The shooting numbers, 29% from the field, 16% from three, 64% from the free throw line. Like an awful, awful, awful series for Trey Young. If he doesn't hit that floater to win them game one, like we're talking about just an all-time bad performance from a guy who is really good. Like I love Trey Young. I, I think he's like exceptional. But he had two games where he had single digits, another game where he had 11 points, and then he had a game with, with 24 and 25. But, like, Miami did a number on this man. Just, like, again, you you think Kevin Durant had a bad series. You think Kyrie Irving had a bad series. You look at their numbers, like, ah, eh, that's not, like, terrible. It seems like they played okay. You look at Trey Young's numbers, like, oh, yeah, he had a bad series. <laughs> that is that – is, I, like, I was like, ooh, at those numbers, like – 16% from three. Oh my God. Like they oh. totally, they, but this is the Miami heat defense. I've said pretty much the whole season that they have the best defense in the NBA overall. I mean, the Celtics have kind of moved ahead of them because they have the defensive player of the year and their perimeter defenders are awesome. But you see Miami also, that's why this 
is that's like the 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 dream matchup and a lot of people are sleeping on the fact that when this matchup happens boston is going to be the team that plays with the if it happens and boston is going to be the team with the chip on their shoulders if it's bucks versus heat it's going to be the heat with the chip on their shoulder because they lost in the playoffs last year but people tend to forget that boston when they were supposed to beat a five seed in the bubble lost to miami in six games and i think that that still is in the back of their mind and that's why they want to get through milwaukee to verse miami to get to the nba nba finals because they want to get that revenge on miami and those are two of the that's the two best defensive teams out there that would be a hell of a series bucks and miami would be a hell of a series but you talked about Giannis kind of being the difference maker and this would elevate his legacy if he's able to beat this boston team without middleton with the anchors on his ankles <laughs> if Embiid is able to beat the miami heat I don't want I don't want any arguments. I don't even want you to ever argue with me that this man should even if he loses, even if Jokic does win MVP. If he loses. I, I I might I might change the rules if if Phoenix loses five games ahead of the NBA finals, I might switch it up to Jeremy not doesn't have to do a PowerPoint presentation on the Lakers being good. He has to so, do a PowerPoint presentation on Joel Embiid is the real MVP. So I, I thought about this. I thought about this like after we settled the that we would do PowerPoint presentations on like our our teams, and I'm like, can, do we really like have to say something nice about like the Lakers or the Thunder? Like, what do you say about the Thunder? They they actively tried to tank. Like they have a bright future, but there ain't like too much to say. The Lakers, I do have like a whole bit planned, and it would have been <laughs> tremendous. I might still do it, but I did think that like. The actual bet, and we can change this now if you want. The actual bet probably should be like saying nice things about the other's MVP candidate. I feel like that should be what the actual bet is. I think I think I think that that sounds more legit. Or it's a a real bet would be both. You have to be doing about the uh, the other person's favorite team and the other person's um. I'm gonna combine it because I fully admit it ain't looking good. For me, the Suns, they lost two games in the first round. The Booker injury, I feel like I should get like a pass with the Booker injury, but you can't control these things. Sometimes yeah. these things happen in NBA. And he came, um, he came back early. They pulled the John Cena. They pulled the WWE, the WWE injury where you say. By the way, I don't want any Chris Paul slander from you after last night. That man was perfect. Literally perfect last night. What do you have to say? Apologize to Chris Paul. You don't have it to only, argue. It only it only took it, it only took you thirty seven minutes. I was wait. I thought you were gonna say that from the top of the show. <laughs> I was, no. you know, I was saving it. I was saving it. That man was perfect last night. Great game. He's good. He's, good. He's great. He's, really He's great. He's one of the greatest point guards in NBA history. I would say when it comes to pure point guards. It might just be Magic Johnson ahead of him. I wouldn't put him like like ahead of like you know all time. I wouldn't put him ahead of you know the Steph Curry's of the world, the Isaiah Thomas. But he's a better pure point guard than both of those guys. Yeah, and he proved that last night. That was just impeccable. You know, perfect from the field, perfect from the free throw line. Chris Paul deserves all our credit. But it was the first round, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Don't get your hopes up too soon. We know what the point 
the point god. I'll call him a point god. I'm not going to call him my nickname for him. We know what the point god usually does as further he gets along in these playoffs. He plays great until his teammates let him down or he gets injured. That's what he does uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Or, the, or he gets injured. You try to just, just slide that over. I mean, he does. Injured. He gets injured. But last season, he didn't get injured. Last season, they just... Like they lost. No, he got he got he got hurt too. He got hurt in the in that playoffs too. He was out. Yeah, but I mean they made the finals last year. Yeah, like he wasn't hurt like in the finals. He was healthy enough. And yeah, he he did have the hand injury, but they still made the finals. Um, and and uh, Ace Shock is actually right. Kendall Jenner shouts out to her. Are they still together? Yep, healing healing powers, man. Me and wifey, we watch Kardashians every week because I'm still amazed. I'm still amazed at how this show is on Disney Plus. How the hell what? did the card? Yes, the Kardashians. The, Karda- the Kardashians is on Disney Plus. That bl- blows my mind every week. Wifey wants to watch the show, and I'm just like, I still can't believe I'm seeing Kim Kardashian with the Disney Plus symbol in the right in the right top hand corner. I'm just amazed by it. And like, oh man, we 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 can have a whole conversation about that because man, the the first couple of episodes. Don't look, don't make Kim look too good when it comes to this whole Kanye situation. Cause oh. he did a lot for her. He got the sex tape back for her. He like did like a whole trip, worked a deal for her. And that was the same weekend she started getting with Pete Davidson. I was I like, thought, wow. <laughs> did that show not end? I thought that show ended. They did the whole, oh, 20 years, we're done on E. No, 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 no. Hulu and Disney Plus have a deal, Caden. So, yes, it's on Disney Plus. It's You can watch it on Disney Plus. It's, uh, I'm going to, hold on. I'm going to yeah. go to my Disney Plus account and yeah. see this for myself. It's I don't on know if I believe you or Caden. It's on Disney Plus. Hulu <laughs> and Disney Plus have a deal where some of their shows, because I watched uh, Pam and Tommy on, on Disney Plus as well. So... I mean, I have hey. Hulu and I have Disney Plus, but I don't have like the bundle, so I don't know if it. So I'm on like the legit Disney Plus website. So this is not Hulu. I searched for Kardashian. I can't find nothing. Keeping up, or maybe, or maybe it's because we, you know, we have a VPN at home. Currently, I'm in the UK, so maybe it's that. I don't know, but certain places. <laughs> It's on. It is also on Disney Plus, ladies and gentlemen. Just letting you know. Just letting you know. Not. Well, it is Disney. not. It not my Disney Plus. Oh, maybe right? not the U.S. Disney Plus. I have a not VPN. My Disney Plus. I have a VPN at home, and I and I'm in the U.K. So maybe that's why I'm able to watch it on Disney Plus. But Disney Plus and Hulu have a deal where you can watch Pam and Tommy, Pam and Tommy on Disney Plus, and you can watch Kardashians on Disney Plus. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna circle back to Heat and and Sixers because I don't think either of us actually made a pick. I like the Heat in six. I think maybe maybe even seven, but I think their defense is gonna be a little bit too much for Doc Rivers' basic ass offense. Like Embiid's probably gonna have like a great series. They can like Bam's a great defender, so they can at least throw him at him. James Harden's gonna be. I think he's gonna be in hell all all series just with with the guys that they're gonna throw at him. Uh, with Jimmy Butler, somebody in, in the mention uh, in the uh, comments mentioned Tyler Hero. Seems like he might be set for a big series. Like the the hero for Harden rumors were very very heavy last off season or, or before they made the the Nets trade. Uh, so I guess it was technically like two seasons ago. Uh, like they were very heavy. 
Miami seemingly, I mean, not seemingly, like they stood pat on that. Probably a good idea to, based on what Harden's kind of doing now and Hero's role on the team. I think Miami's a deeper team. I like their defense. I think Jimmy Butler is probably in for a pretty big series. I think that he's going to look at Philly. He's going to look at Harden and he's going to kind of take that shit a little personal. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't think like, it, I think he got along with Embiid. I think his issues seem to maybe be more like Ben Simmons when it came to, to Philadelphia. But I do think he's going to look at that Philly team and be like, like, fuck y'all. Like I'm about to just run, run this, run this shit on you. Uh, and then Harden, I don't know how he feels about Harden personally, but I could see him like just not liking James Harden. I could see a lot of people not liking James Harden. I mean, this is, you can kind of hear what uh, Joel Embiid's been saying, where he's kind of like saying the same things that he was saying to Ben Simmons, to James Harden, uh, you know, midway through the Toronto Raptors series. But I'm going to go with heat in six once again, I'm going to give the MVP two games. I'm going to give an MVP candidate two games in this one. But I think that the Heat is the better team defensively, um, offensively as well, because, you know, the Sixers are very dependent on Joel Embiid. It, it all goes to Joel Embiid. If they need a bucket, they will throw the ball down low to him and he'll get the job done. But outside of him, I can't rely on James Harden. I can't rely on Tobias Harris. Man, Tobias Harris, they got him, and they thought he was joining, going to be like a big three with him, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid, and that didn't come to fruition, not just because Ben Simmons, it's because Tobias Harris is very inconsistent. He is very inconsistent. You can't rely on him from game to game, so that's why I'm going to go with the Heat because, like you said, Jimmy Butler will have games where he's the best player on the court. He will have his 30 points, his 40-point games, and he'll shut down uh, James Harden when he needs to. Like you said, Tyler Hero is just a pure shooter. Uh, you got Bam Adebayo, who will play nice defense on him, Joel Embiid. He won't be getting – I don't think he's going to be getting too many 33-10 and 10 type games. He might get his 20-10, and 10, but he's not going to be dominating down low the same way that he was to the Toronto Raptors, who had a bunch of defenders that they can throw at him, but they didn't have that one defender that can, you know, go head-to-head with Joel Embiid down low. With Bam Adebayo, they do. So that's why I'm going with the Heat and Six. Uh, Alex says Butley and Butler and Lowry are a little banged up. They are like, like they, they won game game five without them. Obviously the Sixers are a better team, but that bought them some rest. Uh, I don't think that series starts until like Sunday. So maybe even Monday. Um, I, I don't know if the, the, uh, the schedule's out. I'm looking it up right now. Um, I mean, the, this thing's the list that Toronto and Philly are playing game seven tomorrow. So the schedule is clearly, not fully out, but okay, here you go. So it starts May 2nd, which is Monday. So the series doesn't yeah. start until Monday. So they'll get a little bit of extra rest. I feel like it, they're probably okay. Cause Butler was like a late decision and Lowry, maybe more precaution. They were up three, one in the series. Like I feel like they, they felt okay about things. I don't think they're going to miss too much significant time on that. Yeah. Back coming to Bill says coaching advantage. That's a big thing is Spolstra is a, uh, He's a lot better than Doc Rivers. A lot better. SB3, I have to run into the other room right fast and check something for the EP. So, nice. talk. <laughs> <laughs>
Yes, I, I you 100% right back company, Bill, that uh, Spolcher is just the better coach. He has more experience. He has the championship experience. He defensively, he knows how to kind of make those adjustments mid, mid-series. And Doc Rivers, like, he's just nervous. He's just, I, I will never, and, uh, you know, me, I'm biased. I am biased. I am the biased voice of FMC. Jeremy can be a little bit more non-biased than me. And I will never forgive Doc Rivers for stealing a championship away from Kobe being Brian in 2008 with the Boston Celtics. I don't care if Bad Company Bill was happy about that. He stole the championship from my Los Angeles Lakers in 2008. I will never think Doc Rivers is good. He's got that. That is nothing compared to the amount of series that he has lost. So, yeah, I definitely got to favor the Heat heat in that series so it's looking like we're both saying it's going to be heat versus boston which would be a banger of a series i I, i'm still i still got my my heart that's ticking that's saying that the that the bucks are going to beat boston because i hate boston that much that my heart will not go against it will will go against my head that tells me boston's going to win because middleton's out but yeah we only got one more series in the first round though which wasn't one of the series that we said we'd go seven. We said about three of the series would go seven. We were definitely wrong on Boston and Brooklyn. Uh, we were we were uh, slightly wrong on Toronto and Philly. So we got Minnesota and Memphis tonight. Do you think that it's going seven? Oh, I think, first off, uh, Alex saying to you here, Stephen A. Smith's crack theory, hard and playing bad to try to get Doc fired and D'Antoni hired. I fucking love that theory. My friend texted me that, and I was like, I'm all in on this. I love Mike D'Antoni. I like, I, I think he offensively, he, he knows how to like build a, around the talent that he has. Uh, I love Mike D'Antoni, and I think I love this theory. I hope it's true. I don't know why it would be, but. I love it. I love it. It's true. Yeah, he threatened Kyrie like he did. I remember the KD thing where he's like, you do not want to make an enemy out of me. I was like, uh, and this is when Durant was still on the Thunder. So I was like defending him. Looking back, I'm fuck Kevin Durant. And I'm all in on Stephen A. Smith, like threatening these guys. I mean, Stephen A. Smith does not sound good, uh, you know, out, off of camera. Because, like, I saw an interview. I think it was a, it was Ariel Alani with um, Michelle Beadle. And she she kind of, she kind of, like, was like, oh, I would never do a show with Stephen A. Smith. I know how he is off camera. And oh, yeah. I believe he's like an asshole and a pain in the yeah. ass to work with, but like on television, <laughs> oh, he's great. great TV. He, he's great television, and I gotta, I gotta hand it to him. Him and uh, Mad Dog Russo, they might, they might find something. He yeah. might be the the choice to be the full time, you know, co host on First Take because Mad Dog Russo comes off like a overly Italian Skip Bayless. Where you get that <laughs> that yelling energy that you used to get with Skip and Stephen A. You get that with Mad Dog Russo and uh, Stephen A. So I hope that might be the the full time replacement for Max. <laughs> um. Uh, okay, Minnesota, Minnesota, and Memphis. Memphis. Am I crazy to think that like Minnesota's been the better team in this series? They're down three two, and I don't even like their chances. I I kind of think they win tonight. Like I think they've been the better team. I haven't watched Memphis and been like, oh yeah, they're they're the two seed. They're very impressive. I, Minnesota, they've just they've gotten leads. They've completely choked them away, and then they just don't execute down the stretch. But I really feel like Minnesota's just kind of been the better team. 
Memphis has just played better when it sort of mattered. And, and that's been the difference in the series. I still think Memphis wins the series. I do think Minnesota wins tonight, though. I think we at least get one game seven out of the, the first round. I agree with you because this easily could be a f- uh, this could easily could be the series over. It, it should be four one with the leads that uh, that Minnesota have get, have given up. Like I'll give Memphis one game, but two of the games they had to make re- remarkable comebacks to get the win. I got to hand it to John ja Morant. He played like an MVP candidate that I was trying to make him out to be uh, a few a uh, month ago. Uh, in especially in game five and that game winner, that was great. You know, he said what time it is, but the the problem with Minnesota is they get very cocky. They're too cocky for their own good. You're not, you're, you're a young team. You should just be playing hard, playing hungry. And they play, they try to play like they're the, they're the odds on favorite to win. And they get very, once they get a lead, they get very cocky. They think the game is over. You know, you had Cat when they're up by 13 with like nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. He's telling the fans, you don't do that. You see Steph Curry, Steph Curry was like, it's time to go to sleep when when they're up by five with Steph Curry is shimmying in like the the first quarter of stuff well to be fair he's Steph Curry Steph Curry has earned the right (laughs) to do that cat uh, cat you have not earned the right to do that so I don't want to see any of that I don't want to see any of that cockiness that comes from Minnesota it started with the when they versed us in the regular season the Lakers with the all of that nonsense, and it's it's been progressively worse as the play-in, what they did, how they celebrated against the Clippers, how they've been doing with these two games that they've blown in the first round. Like, I thought they would learn their lesson from the last time they blew a big lead, but no, they did it again uh, in Game 5. So hopefully they can play like they played in the first three quarters of Game 5 tonight, and they can finish the job in the fourth quarter because I do want to see a Game 7 between these two teams because like we said at the start of the series, this is a very evenly matched series that should be give us a great game seven. It's been my favorite series so far because of just the emotional swings. I thought that Minnesota was pretty much done after they blew game three and they came back at one game four. Um, game five was incredible because it looked like Minnesota like should have won, should have won that one. But First off, Minnesota makes this great out-of-timeout play to get Anthony Edwards the corner three, which was a great shot, and and he he knocked it down. But then he fucks it up on the other end by gambling for a steal against Ja. Like, just keep Ja Morant in front of you, all right? Like, Ja wasn't having a great shooting night. Just keep him in front of you, force him into, like, a tough shot. Don't gamble for this steal. And then credit to Ja, who saw that, like, oh, there's nobody in front of me. I'll just drive. Like instead of like taking a layup or a floater or, or taking a like a mid range or a floater, he's like, I'll just drive an incredible finish on on that layup yeah. as well with the defender, um, you know, meeting him at the rim there. So I I love the ending to that. This series has been so so damn good, uh, and I hope it goes seven. I would like to see a seventh game 
in Memphis, and then the winner gets to lose to five in the against the Warriors. <laughs> exactly, like we all know what's gonna happen, ladies and gentlemen. This is go. It's going to be Suns versus Warriors in the uh NBA in the NBA in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I do agree. We're probably gonna get Warriors in like five. If it's Memphis, I'll get Warriors in six. I think Memphis. I, I think Memphis plays either way. I think Memphis plays hard enough where the Warriors can have their big leads with their big third quarters and they will still keep fighting and maybe make one comeback, one comeback in the series that makes it maybe six games. But yeah, I think that is probably better if you bet for a five game series, regardless of who comes out of this first round series with Minnesota and Memphis. As far as um, Suns and Mavs, I'm also I'm going with Suns and six. Because I, I want I want game one of the conference finals to be a nail biter for Jeremy. I want, <laughs> I want it to be a nail biter where he's like You're to sweep like, the Warriors. <laughs> he's like he has to he has to bet on the on the Suns sweeping the Warriors to keep his PowerPoint presentation bet alive. That's what I want. Uh, that I mean Suns and Mavs going six. I could see that. I could easily see that. The Mavs were obviously good against Utah. I think that Utah team was broken anyway. Uh, Luca is a top five player in the world, maybe even top three. He's weird in that like he just wants to make things difficult on himself. And like, because the way they played in the three games without him, like the ball was moving. They played with a lot of pace. Jalen Brunson was going off and everything. And Luca is very just Harden-esque, prime Harden, where he would, he just like, he gets the switch. He didn't even like hunt mismatches. He's just like, yeah, sure, Royce O'Neal is on me. Oh, sure, Rudy Gobert is on me. Like, he didn't even like fully hunt mismatches, but it's just a lot of ISO Luca ball. And I don't think he's going to have as much success with that against a, a defense like the Suns who can switch a little bit better and when you're not hunting these mismatches like he probably should I think it's gonna be a little tough for him uh I still think it'll probably go six because Luca's really good and I think he he gets them at, at least two games and the, the rest like Jalen Brunson really stepped up Dory Finney-Smith that, this is shot. a different team than what the Suns have beaten in the regular season they were three and oh against the Mavs in the regular season and Luka didn't play two of those games I think they won their last eight games against the Mavs but this is a totally different Mavs game uh Mavs team because the way you said you know a lot of it is Luka iso ball and it still is but a lot of their plays especially like the uh game six win they move the ball around more because they have more confidence in Jalen Brunson and Dem Witty play play balled out in game six. He hit some big shots for them. Darius Finnis Jr. hit some big shots for them. So this is a team that has more confidence. I think that Luca being out those first three games against Utah is going to benefit them more in this series than it even did in the first round series. So I, I'm liking them. I'm liking the Mavs to make this a little tough for the Suns. I'm saying Suns in six, but I really wouldn't be surprised if it went seven because Luca is that good, and this Mavs team with Brunson and Dimwitty, they have they have improved that to the fact that their offense is a little bit more free flowing than it was when Luca was dominating the ball. I, it is, but like I, I mean, I've watched a lot of Dallas this season and it's still a lot of Luca here. Like the ball moves when like 
Utah would send doubles at Luca, and then he just had to pass it off, and then they would start swinging it. I don't know how often uh, Phoenix is going to send doubles. I feel like they are more confident in their defense, uh, in their one-on-one defense, than than Utah was. Even though like, like Luca like didn't really hunt switches and mismatches, or he, he hunted switches, but he didn't hunt mismatches. By the way, showed the Jazz blew so many rotations too for a team that is like really good defensively the jazz defense just looked really out of sorts and i don't think we're going to see that quite as much on phoenix i still think it goes six but i'm not super sold on this mavs team outside of luca just being great i think the jazz that the jazz are just that team's just a mess like and offensively like the jazz were there last night that bogdanovich shot you can't really ask for a better shot to to potentially win the game than a wide open Bogdanovich street, like legit wide open. There was nobody within feet of this man after his pump fake. That was a great play call, a great inbound pass, great pump fake. They did everything right, but the shot just didn't go down. Like the Jazz were in, they they didn't get blown out in game five, which they probably should have done a little bit better in that game. Uh, and they should have looked, they shouldn't have fallen down 2-1 when Luka was out either. So the Jazz, that team's just kind of a mess. Phoenix ain't, ain't that much of a mess. So I I could see this going five. It'll probably go six. Yeah, I can see I can see Luca just having one game in him, but I, I have confidence in Luca. I'm gonna give him two games. It's the, the MVP candidate two games. That's what I, I usually go by. That I think that and especially like I said, the team around him as improved. I feel like Brunson can can have strong games and their backcourt can match up very well or match up at least the points that Chris Paul and an injured Devin Booker is going to give them. And because of Booker being injured and still trying to work his back, his uh, way up to being a little bit more healthy. I think that it's, uh, it's a safe bet to go six games here in this series, but definitely I think the Suns are going to advance. Any other NBA talk we need to hit? I think I think that is that is all. I think we we covered all our bases on the playoff teams. We only had maybe one comment or two about my Lakers, so I'm happy about that. There's I'm nothing to, to talk end. about with exactly, them. exactly, exactly, exactly. I'm good. I don't need to talk about LeBron's tweet. I don't need to talk about any of that. Oh, what did LeBron tweet? Did I miss this? Well, he said I will never miss a postseason ever oh. again because this hurts too much. I'm sure that won't backfire. You know, I'm sure they better make some trades and stuff if he doesn't want to miss another postseason because that team ain't making the postseason next year if if they return to the same team. And there also was a report that the the Laker front office is blaming LeBron and I saw that. For trading, for trading for Westbrook. I do. I agree. I agree with the Laker front office, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) They are right. They are right. The only the only other Laker drama outside of that is uh, Jerry West uh, with a lawsuit against uh, Winning Time. Uh, we gotta watch Jerry. Winning Time. I, I I have I have been watching. I watched the first three or four episodes, but I'll wait for you before I continue on, where we could do like a full legit review of it. At some point, I, I will watch it. I have no idea when, but at some point, I will. John C. Um, Riley is great as uh, Jerry Buss. Oh, he's or, he's fantastic in like awesome. anything, so that's not shocking at all. Um, 
people people have talked about like the the NFL draft. I, I know SP3 is not like the biggest NFL fan, uh, but my team, the Panthers, did pick six. The board broke exactly how it needed to. It, they needed an offensive lineman, and there were three good offensive linemen. So you think six pick, you probably walk away with one of them. And then the first four picks were defensive players, the two edge rushers and the two cornerbacks. It's like, oh, okay, well, they're going to get one of these offensive linemen. And then it broke to where all three were there at six, and they got Icky, who I think – I don't know if it was a consensus – that he was the top offensive lineman, but between between the three, it seemed like most uh, most experts, scouts liked him the most. Yeah. So look, they got the offensive lineman that that they needed. I'm very happy about that. I don't know what they're doing with quarterback. I don't know if they try to trade. They don't have a second round pick, which would have been nice if they had that second round pick and traded for Sam fucking Darnold um, this season. But I don't know what they're gonna do. They don't have a third round pick either. So I don't know what they're going to do today if they try to trade back in. Like there's Malik Willis, who I like, and I think if they had their second round pick would be a good pick to, to take in the second round. But I don't think they're going to give up like draft capital to try to get him because you probably got to give up like a second next year and then maybe like a third or fourth on top of that. So I don't know if they're going to like do that. Like you can't just keep burning these draft picks for, for the future, especially if they're probably not going to be good again next season. I assume they're going to trade like a fifth or sixth for Garoppolo or, or Baker Mayfield. And they're just going to roll with, they're, they're going to roll with Darnold Baker slash Garoppolo, try to do what they can this season, probably suck again. And then find like a franchise quarterback next draft would, would be my guess, but we got the offensive lineman. They did not screw up that pick. So I'm fine with the draft. And now we'll see what happens probably nothing tonight with them. And then we'll see what happens on, on Saturday. You have any NFL draft pick thoughts? SP three. Um, I was happy that the Jacksonville Jaguars got a defensive player with the first round pick. I uh, improved that, that defense. I can't wait for people to clown Tony Khan for, uh, for Jacksonville, not be, not being, not being a good team once again, next season. But yeah, I mean, it, pretty much went as I expected. I don't have any team in this race, so I wasn't looking at any particular picks, but uh, I mean, I'm happy for what what seems to be by my Jets fans, friends like Romeo and Chris G over on True Hill. He, they seem very happy. They're all changing their name to sauce something sauce. uh, Sauce Sauce cologne, sauce. uh, (laughs) It seems like all the Jets fans are very happy. So I'm happy for them because I don't have any team in the race. I I love watching football just for the love of the game, for following these teams. I love how the uh, NFL Twitter was was getting on the Green Bay Packers, like a lot of people uh, seem to be talking about in the live chat because, uh, yeah, Green Bay. They've just been making bad choices for the past 10 years, in my opinion. But uh, I know our, our pal Jared Bailey was very upset that the Pittsburgh Steelers, his Pittsburgh Steelers picked Kenny Pickett with the 20th pick. I remember when I when I was hanging out with Jared at Dynamite last week, uh, I was like, oh, what are your thoughts on the draft and, and the Panthers and stuff? Because I think he was actually like kind of covering the Panthers for, for fan-sided. Yeah. And he's like, 
Oh yeah, they'll probably pick like Kenny Pickett with six. I was like, dude, if they pick Kenny, like I, I didn't think he should have gone as high as six. And I was like, man, if they pick Kenny Pickett, I was so mad. He's like, yeah, they'll fuck that up. Like he's like, I don't like Kenny Pickett. I don't think he's very good. And so when I saw that Pittsburgh drafted him, I was like, oh, Jared, that poor guy, that poor guy didn't have any deal with Kenny Pickett. I hope Kenny Pickett turns out to be halfway decent just for Jared's sake. But I don't know about that. Don't know about that. Doesn't look good. Doesn't look good for uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I have a couple of Pittsburgh Steelers friends as well, but yeah, I, I, I hope they lose. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kate, I see Caden in the chat. So Caden wanted to do like a NHL show. Um, and we're, I'm trying to do different things with, with overbooked. I don't want to have too many like non wrestling stuff on here. And so if we do a hockey podcast, it's going to fuck up our algorithm and all this different stuff, but Caden, you're in the chat. If you would like to, I'll send you the stream yard link and we will bore SV three with some hockey talk. If you would like to, to pop on, we're going to turn SV three into a hockey fan, uh, dirt throughout the playoffs. I, I legit have not been a hockey fan since Jerome, Legu- I- Iggy, since Iggy. Yemba. Yeah, yeah. I have not been a hockey fan since him. <laughs> like that, that was no. the last player that I really got into. Of course, my namesake, Sidney Crosby, when he was doing his thing, and hey, you, you he's know. still doing his thing. I know, I know he's still doing his thing, he's still one of the best players because Sydney's that's what we do. That's what we do out here in these streets. So I haven't really been into it, but I'm always open to learning more about you know. NHL, NFL, I really haven't been like my love for the NFL decreased when Peyton Manning retired from the game and I didn't have a horse in the race anymore. So I didn't follow it as much. I follow it for fantasy football. Of course, I was going to suggest we should do like an overbooked or fightful, uh, you know, fantasy league for uh, the NFL season. So I'm all for that. And I, I will I will get more into it so we can have more conversations on on uh, FMC because FMC is the home of all sports and all talk outside of wrestling. All right, Caden, I'm sending you the, the, the stream yard link right now. So if you want to pop in, we can talk, talk to hockey. You've got to, uh, you've got to get into it. SV3 hockey is so, so great. When you, when you, if you go to a live game, I think you'll really love it. Watching on TV, the TV experience has gotten better. It's on TNT now. You know, it, it bumped AEW off of TNT, Hello. essentially. Hello. There's Kaden. Kaden, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How about you guys? Good, good, man. Hey. I, I'm glad you could join us for, for a little bit of hockey talk. The season ends technically today, and then the playoffs. I don't understand why they're starting the playoffs on a Monday. Like, start on the weekend, like a normal uh, professional sports league. But yeah, They're not a normal professional sports league. They're not. I think they, they wanted to – I think they wanted to start it over the weekend, but what happened is the season actually technically ends Sunday because they had to reschedule a Seattle Kraken game. Fucking Seattle. Just just cancel the game. They don't need to play 82. Who cares? It's two teams who aren't in the playoffs. I think it's Winnipeg and Seattle. There you go. Yeah, they shouldn't they should do it. Um that, well that's a shame. And they, they should start over the weekend because I don't think there's like any basketball tomorrow either. So like yeah. we have like no we, we have potential playoff hockey, playoff basketball, and then on a Saturday, just like, hey, watch rounds four through seven of the NFL draft. Stupid. All right, Caden, what the matchups aren't completely set. Like, there's still some mm-hmm. stuff to be decided uh, tonight. But overall thoughts uh, on the playoffs and who you have as kind of your favorite right now. 
the overall like this season it's a very top heavy league you're seeing such a big drop off in the east especially i think it's a 20 point difference between the teams who made the playoffs and the teams who didn't at the bottom like number eight and number nine i think is a a 20 point difference the west is a little closer because it's a little bit weaker but you look at the teams in the east and how strong they are starting with florida they got the president's trophy last night they clinched that they look fantastic 122 points on the season they've got a plus 102 goal differential that is like the florida panthers which is my favorite team going into the playoffs right now they are completely stacked on the offense. I think it's the deepest offensive roster I've ever seen, especially in a salary cap era with what they've done with their trades and their signings and free agency. There's question marks on the defense. I think they're going to be okay if they can get Aaron Ekblad back on the right side. If not, that's a big weakness. They're not going to have their top right D. And then the biggest question mark for them is in goal with Sergei Bobrovsky. He's making $10.5 million. He's their highest paid player. So he needs to play like that, but he hasn't. And he doesn't have that playoff success. So the question is, can he be that goalie that they need him to be? I love the East because I think all of these teams have a legit shot. Like we're going to get a first round matchup between, I think, Toronto and Tampa Bay yes. right now, which which absolutely rules. Um, and then I'm not... I could see anybody coming out of the East legitimately. I could see anybody coming out of uh, the Eastern conference. I'm actually leaning towards, I'm leaning towards just Tampa Bay making it again. I'm not doubting. They're the two time defending champions. I'm not doubting them at all, Uh, but it's, it's a bloodbath in the Mm -hmm. East from top to bottom. I think there's some weaknesses in the East with the Metropolitan Conference. Like, I just I don't see it yet with Carolina, New York, Pittsburgh, and Washington. I just, there's something there I don't see. But I, like, wh- whoever comes out of the Atlantic, whether that's Florida, Toronto, Tampa, or Boston, that's the team I have going to the final for the East. All right, let's, let's go to the West where my Avs are there. They've sucked. The last 10 games, I, I'll be happy if they win one playoff game at this point. That's how bad they've been playing. I'm ready to just completely write them off, and they're they're actually no good. And I think Minnesota comes out of the West. I'm going to go with Calgary coming out of the West. I think they're very much built for the playoffs. They have a really like, solid depth. I do think there's some question marks on the the defensive side. That was somewhere they they wanted to improve at the deadline, but they didn't really get there. But in net, they've been really solid all year. The way they play, that physical style is very much playoff hockey. And I like Minnesota, but I still... Marc-Andre Fleury, the last, I think, nine games has had a sub-900 save percentage, which is really just not good. Playoffs, he turns it on. That's what everybody kept telling me. The playoff he experience. He went 100% can. And I Minnesota and Calgary is who I have going into the Western Conference Finals. But I do think Calgary just has that overall better depth and can really just get there. I just don't see it yet with Minnesota. Everyone, please bet against the Avalanche. They're horrible. They're, they're going to win, again, maybe one game 
in the entire playoffs. They're going to lose in the first round to Nashville or Dallas. That is my official prediction. Doesn't matter who we play, they're just going to lose. They've been a fraud team all season against a weak Western Conference and first round exit. Everybody's going to get fired. Everybody's going to get traded. That's how I see it going for my Avs. I think if Colorado plays Nashville, they have a really good chance of winning because of Nashville's goaltender, UC Saros, going down. And they we don't lost to have... Nashville last night. They just beat us last they night. Did. We they sucked. did, but it's a horrible team. I don't think they're playing all their starters right now. You have you already have number one in the West. You don't need to play your starters. You can We're take some of your guys some out. Starters. We're I mean, last night we fielded a, a decent roster. I think tonight they're playing just a bunch of AHL guys. Yeah. But last night, like they've been playing some starters. They've been rotating guys in and out. It's just a bad team. They they're just they're they're frauds. They got hot in the regular season. They peaked too early. Just a terrible hockey team. They're gonna win one game. They're gonna be out. I'm gonna cry a lot. EP's gonna have to just console me every single night as I just. <laughs> I I do actually think Dallas will. If Dallas plays Colorado, I think I'm gonna end up being at one of those games in Dallas. Joe Pavelski. Well, hope you have fun. Joe Pavelski's <laughs> gonna score a hat trick every single game because he yeah. kills Colorado. Absolutely kills them. We lost to Dallas two years ago in the bubble in game seven. SB3, two years ago. Here's what happened two years ago. Uh, COVID, COVID era two years ago. Thunder Rockets, game seven, Wednesday night. You know what happened there? Yes. Fucking Rockets won. Broke my heart. Close game. Just terrible, terrible Wednesday. Friday night. Avs come back from down 3-1 in the series. Force a game seven against Dallas. This is Friday night. I'm still getting over the Wednesday night heartbreak of, of fucking Thunder losing to the Rockets. So Friday night, the Avs play game seven against Dallas after coming back down 3-1. Goes to overtime. Hockey overtime. This is where you gotta like you gotta get into a playoff game, SP3. Because if you just watch like NHL overtime and have no rooting interest, like you don't have a, a team in there. Like it, yeah. it's somebody, somebody always there's a famous tweet that like always gets retweeted is like, oh, I could just do a bunch of cocaine and jump out of a plane, but instead, like NHL overtime is on. So I'll watch that instead. <laughs> like it's it's a tremendous, tremendous high when you don't have a team, like it's really fun. When you have a team that's going to overtime in the playoffs, it's the most stressful shit ever. Like you are just, you are ready to tear your hair out. So watch, like watch an overtime game without, without a rooting interest. And just like, just, you'll be on the edge of your seat. When you have a team, it's the worst feeling ever. So game seven goes through overtime and this game, fucking this game, SP3. I'm having flashbacks of it all. The Avs <laughs> scored, the, the Avs scored with like three minutes to go in the game to take like a three, two or a four, three lead or some shit. Three minutes to go in this game. And I'm like, so I like, I'm yelling. This is when I, I was living with my parents after my, my first divorce, my last divorce. Uh, and I'm like, I'm screaming. My dad's like, what the fuck's going on? I was like, we scored three minutes to go. Like we, we fucking got this. And then Dallas scores like 30 seconds later to tie it. I'm, I'm highly, highly upset. Goes to overtime. And then some some guy on Dallas, I don't remember his name. I know exactly. Yoel Kiviranta. Fuck him. You don't need to say his name, Caden. Fuck him. <laughs> he purposely wasn't mentioning it. I know. I legit couldn't remember his name. With a hat trick. He got the hat yes, trick. Yes, exactly. Goal. He gets a hat trick in overtime to beat. And I am just devastated. Absolutely devastated. Keep in mind. Keep in mind, SP3. This happens at like 
seven o'clock at night because it's like an earlier game because it was in the bubble back when sports were played at like two in the afternoon which fucking yeah. ruled we need to bring yes. that back um, <laughs> but it, it's in the bubble stuff so it's like seven o'clock dallas scores this game winner i'm still doing smackdown post show for fightful at this point i take an hour and a half walk i just walk around my neighborhood for an hour and a half I call, I call my friend Samer. I'm just bitching to him the whole time. Like just let venting, letting it all out. Wednesday night, the Thunder lose this game seven against Houston. Wait, I knew the Thunder weren't good that season. That was a CP3 season. We were going to get yeah. beat by the Lakers. That, that was fine. Like That was like a championship game to me. Just beat the Rockets. Beat the Westbrook Harden Rockets. Blow that team up completely. They ended up blowing up anyway. But like to be the reason to like, blow them up. Like, yes, thank you. But, like, to be the reason to blow them up, like, I was so excited. We lose that game, and then the Avs lose in overtime, game seven, two days later. I took a walk around the neighborhood for an hour and a half. I missed the first 30 minutes of SmackDown. If you go back and watch that post show, like, I turn it up. Whatever I said about the first 30 minutes that SmackDown was complete bullshit because I didn't actually watch it. Uh, I was devastated that Friday. So yeah, the Avs lost game game seven three years ago, second round. Game seven two years ago, second round. Game six, second round last year. They're gonna lose game five, first round this year and get eliminated. I don't, I don't care if it's Dallas or Nashville. They lost to Nashville four years ago in the first round. At some point, maybe they'll they'll win a playoff series in the second round. But I'm not. I'm going to be a fucking wreck beginning on Monday or Tuesday whenever these playoffs start. That's me three. You got it. If you don't get a team, just watch some of the games. We'll talk a little bit of uh, hockey playoffs. Well, I, I looked at the brackets, and my namesake, Sydney, is is versing the Rangers. And as I have established, That's at a good the, series. As I See? established at the beginning, I don't root for any New York team. So I'll, I'll root for the Penguins. I'll All right. Penguins. We've got SB3 in on the Penguins here. Yes. What if they go to an overtime, which they probably will? Those will probably be some pretty close games. You you will be on the edge of your edge of your seat for those games because overtime in hockey is is a fucking mm-hmm. it's a it's a rush it's a rush. Kaden, yeah. who is your actual pick to win the cup? I uh, I'm gonna go with the Flames. Okay, I just Canada Canada actually so much winning I, the cup. Yeah, Canada going to the Stanley Cup final for the second year in a row. Last year, my Canadians went there which was an amazing summer for me. I love it. But uh, I got Calgary going. I think Florida meets them, but Florida, I don't 100% see it on the defensive end, and I just don't think they can handle the toughness that is Calgary. I I think Minnesota beats Tampa in the finals. That's what I'm going with. Rob Wilkins yeah. is going to love me. I may or may not be be doing a bit to reverse jinx the Minnesota Wild. I'm definitely not doing that. 100% not doing that at all. Minnesota wins the Stanley Cup. All right, everybody? Minnesota Wild. You already <laughs> here. Minnesota. Kenny, do you want to plug anything? Yeah, I, uh, I have a wrestling podcast. It's called uh, 10 Count Wrestling. Just search it up on YouTube. There you go. Everyone can can follow Kate. I want to make sure I get your, your Twitter right. Um it's Caden underscore FTW. So yep. everyone follow Caden on Twitter Absolutely. as well. well. We'll pop you back in throughout the, the playoffs. You'll be our NHL correspondent for, for FMC during the playoffs. Yeah.
Sounds good. Thanks, buddy. Enjoy, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank and you. if you go to a Stars Abs game, enjoy. Uh, make sure you bring a hat for Joel Pugelski. <laughs> Still have a hat. I will. All right. All right. All right. All right. Thanks, Thanks, guys. All right, SB3. We're gonna get you into the the hockey playoffs. We're 100 to it. I, I, I like having these correspondents. We need like an NFL correspondent. Kate, Kate there. wants to, Jared. Jared would be our NFL correspondent. Kate wants go. to do like Temptation Island reviews. You got to watch the Temptation Island. She, she okay. wants to, to do that. Like everyone there's behind the scenes of overbooked. Everyone wants a show on overbooked <laughs> because they just think like, oh, we just have unlimited space and it's like, sure. And like, at first, like I was just kind of passing out shows to all my friends. Um, and that was probably a mistake because now it's like, well, we kind of overbooked it. And now I got to like pull back stuff, but FMC, we're just going to turn into like a, it, it already is non-wrestling. It's just going to be like a variety hour. We can have just like different correspondents like popping in and just talking about various non-wrestling stuff. So at some point, Kate will be on to talk Temptation Island. You mentioned it, uh, Challenge Draft. We're going to get uh, Cher Delaware. We, we got to do it. We got to do it either either next week or the week after because, uh, what? no, no, no. We got to do it next week because it starts on May 11th. Yeah, May 11th. So we got to do the challenge. So we got to get Hannah. Hannah is our our challenge correspondent. We got to get Hannah in here because Mark Long is on it. Our boy that we seem to all all love, Wes. He see, I'm I'm I feel it in my soul. Wes is gonna win. That that's all I got from the from the trailer. The trailer for All Stars Three is that Wes. It, it, it was a it was heavy on the West content, and that's what I need in my life. Wes is my favorite challenge player of all time. I need him to win All Stars Three. I hope. I hope he wins All Stars Three. I don't know if he will. All Stars is a weird show because, like, I thought Derek was gonna just like kind of dominate that because he still did really well on the main show and he like hasn't done well on all stars no i mean he made it to the finals in all stars one but he had gisella and they got lost on the on the kayak and then all stars all stars two he just came in too cocky and too loud and made enemies of you know nehemiah was still holding the grudge from all stars one and then he made an enemy of steven so they all like planned against him and got him out there early so um yeah, I mean, I, I'm going. I'm going for Wes on the on the female side. I'm so happy that Naya is back. I feel like she got the the shit end of the stick on everything. Yes, yeah, she got kicked off of uh, Battle of the X's too, and then she got like a permanent ban, which I thought was a little extreme for what she did. Like she touched Jordan in this private area, and that's why she got kicked off of uh, Battle of the X's too. I didn't think that was enough to give her the permanent ban. So I'm going with Naya on the female side, but this male side of All Stars three, this is like the most stacked male cast they've ever had. You got Wes, two-time champion. You got Jordan, three-time champion. Arguably, some people call him the greatest challenge player of all time. I'm not one of those people. Um, but he's really good. <laughs> he's really good. Uh, you got Derek, three-time champion. You got Darrell, four-time champion. Mark Long, two-time champion. Like they, and that that's like that's like the some of the best player, but you got Yes, who won All Stars one. You got Brad, who's a who's a two time champion. Like this is like the most stacked male cast they've ever had. It, it is an absolutely uh, stacked cast. Um, it's going to be something. 
it's going to be something with the all-stars. I, I love the all-star season. I'm glad they, they ended up doing it on the recommendation of Mark. Cause Mark, uh, I know like really pushed for that. Um, yeah, it is. This lineup's tough, man. This is a very tough lineup. It's so like, like I, I wouldn't blame you. Like I, I'm going off of my, my heart and I love, you know, I, like I said, West is my favorite. Well, it's between West and CT. West and CT are my two favorite challenge players of all time. So if CT was on this season, of course I would go for CT. And of course I'm going to go for CT whenever he's on the regular season. But West is coming back. West has not been all there uh, on the regular season, I think the last time he really had a good shot was um, Total Madness. If he didn't was if he wasn't so adamant to go against Johnny Bananas in that elimination, I think he would have made the finals, and I think he would have beat Johnny in the finals. But I think he was so adamant to go in that elimination, and that backfired on him. But Wes. I think that he he has the numbers with Melinda on this cast with Nia Raya. You know, Nehemiah is going to be working with LT, so you got LT on his side as well. So I think he has enough numbers. He doesn't have too many enemies. He's got the Durrells of the world and the Jordans of the world that are going to be his enemies regardless because they just have long rivalries. But I think he has enough of the numbers that he can make it to the end. And I think that he, he looks in incredible shape as well. So I think that he has the best chance to win All-Stars 3. I'm shocked they brought back Tina after last All-Stars. Dude, Tina got to Tina gotta make it up because she's great television. But she I mean, is. She, she totally disappointed me in that in that elimination with Melinda. Just yeah. giving up. Yeah, like... I, you know, I hope TJ is like, oh, you're back. You're back to quit again. What are we doing here? <laughs> you know, TJ going to talk that, that trash. Like, I, I can't wait for TJ to just talk his trash to, TJ to Tina. Yeah, TJ's the best. TJ is one, <laughs> one of the all-time greatest, like, host of any reality show is TJ Lavin. Shout out to him. But, yeah, I'm looking forward, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, A-Shock, uh, CM Punk, I believe, did, um, what was it? He did pros Camp, versus champs versus pros. Yeah, yeah, champs versus pros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What he think, he lost on? Uh, he lost the Gus in the ice bath. Is what it says. On yeah, the yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. Gus beat him. I was disappointed. I wanted I wanted Punk to 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 make it far there. He did pretty well in in stuff. I think he beat um Sean Marion. Yeah, Marion in a in a in an elimination. I think that was the same elimination that uh West beat bananas the first time when they went head to head in elimination remember I- remember on pros versus or champs versus pros when ct yelled at terrell owens dude that is the greatest <laughs> chance versus pros moment in history is when ct talks trash about to going bankrupt and saying the only reason you're here is for that check get out of here like yo and then to got so that he felt so disrespected he left the show like you made ct look like the you you elevated ct's legacy because really by, by using his words he eliminated to <laughs> It is insane that like Terrell Owens, NFL like Hall of Famer, he's in the Hall of Fame, right? Um, if he's not, he certainly should be. Leo Rush was at, he was on Chance versus Pros like originally, and then did like an actual 
season. He did right? double double agents, but like yeah. they talked about like his um he grew up in like a uh, a group home and like that was given staying in that house with like strangers and stuff was giving him like PTSD and he had to yeah. Eat, so. Yeah. I know uh Diana Perrazzo has said she's wanting to do like the challenge if they could find a way to to get her on there. I wish you would have told me this. I actually interviewed Diana yesterday. <gasps> No, before. I would have. Oh, <laughs> you should have told me this, but I did ask her a great question. I was gonna actually tell you after that. I I might I might like edit that out of our interview on True Hill Heat and just play it on here because I asked her because I saw an interview where she said one of her dreams is to meet Snooky. So I asked her to cast <laughs> a pro wrestling Jersey Shore. So I was I like, know. I think that would be a nice little. We could have a little clip for our trash reality you segment. And we could play that what Deanna's answer was. Yes, Deanna said it. I've I've mentioned this on Twitter. It's been a, it's been a long time ago. Every time like Sean interviews, I like, can you ask her about like doing the challenge and stuff? So she, yeah, Miz was was made on the challenges, real yeah. world and, and challenge. He was like an all time challenge. I like, I think it's still up on Netflix. If it's not, it may be on Paramount Plus. But you could check out uh, Inferno Two. Which is one yeah. of uh, Miz's best seasons that he's ever done. But yeah, Miz is like and a challenge beast. Him and Corot, they won their the the their first season on the challenge. Of course, he well, he was really made on um Real World, Real World. season yeah. ten, which is that's up on YouTube. If you don't if you if you haven't watched it or you haven't watched it in a long time, go back and watch that season because that's one of the best real world seasons, in my opinion, to see how Miz progressed just from there to from the beginning of that season to where he is now, you would be shocked just re-watching that whole season of the real world. But yeah, he was he was really made on the challenge because he like even the the Miz character starts out on season ten of the real world, but then he takes it to the next level on the challenge. I mean, that's yeah, that was that's where he became the Miz essentially. He said he said it yeah. a bunch of times, and he's hosted uh, like reunion shows and everything as well. I'm kind of shocked. I assume like his, his schedule probably wouldn't allow for it because reunion show is just like one day. Like I feel like if he wanted to he could host like an entire season because he hosted champs versus pros. Like he hosted, he hosted those seasons. Um, yeah. I know they want like kind of him involved. I don't think he'll ever go back and like do it. I feel one, I think like his legacy and the challenge is just so secure that he's like, ah, I'm not even going to like risk it and like do it again. I really think that's part of the reason why he just, he won't do it again because his legacy is so secure and he doesn't want to fuck that up. And I don't blame him. Honestly, yeah. who like Landon? I think Landon's kind of like in that same boat where he just won't do it because his legacy is just so secure with everything. I, I hope Landon does like maybe an all stars because it's you know a shorter, yeah, shorter runtime. But Landon was one of my favorites, like he was also on that on that Inferno 2 team with uh the Miz. So yeah, Landon is one of my my all time favorites. I was glad to see Alton was back on like all stars, yeah. One. But he wasn't the same Alton that he was, you know, no. all those years ago. Like Alton was in his prime, was one of the best challenge players out there. Yes. Um, all right. Anything else from from All Stars? I know, like, there's no Degrassi dudes today, so we don't have like an actual time. I'm... Yeah. I do have the interviews and whatnot to listen to. I gotta piss off more people with headlines and stories. 
Great. You're, you're always the best. The best headlines out there. You're, the, the Becky Lynch one got a lot of retweets and a lot of uh, traffic than yesterday with the uh, Ember Moon interview. Well, well done. Well done. Here, so I, I, I know we're not supposed to talk wrestling. We're talking kind of work. In this <laughs> People, I'll post. If you ever see me post, like a, this is for this is a, this is scoops, FMC scoops for, for work in real life and everything. If you ever see me post like a GIF of a wrestler, I'm probably writing an article that's going to like piss off people. Like I posted that Becky, I posted a Becky gif and then like 10 minutes later, the, the article went up. I posted the Ember gif yesterday and like yep. 10 minutes later, the article went Like if you ever see me post a gif of a wrestler, chances are I'm about to drop a, a transcription article that is going to get some attention. So if you're ever wondering why I do that, that's the reason because people people ask me uh like somebody replied to the ember gift just with like a question mark and people have done that when i like i've done like the seth gift where he talked about uh, uh i posted a seth gift right before i dropped the oh it's uh, tacky to to talk about AEW. Um, yeah yeah so people will be like question mark like what does this mean that's that's what those gifts mean so if you ever see that that's a that's a little easter egg for for people who who get it and now nobody asked me. I'm never going to explain this on Twitter, but I'll explain it here. You got to watch FMC for the real scoops. Scoops. Scoops is out here in full effect. Um, the other thing with uh, reality television I should mention is I finished Too Hot to Handle season yeah. three. I finished all three seasons. And I, I told Jeremy before we went live, I'll tell it to all of y'all. I was very thankful Jeremy didn't spoil season three for me because them losing all the money, uh, $200,000, they had they had double the amount of the first two seasons and they lost every single dime. And the fact, I, I was disappointed in Lana for giving Nathan a second chance because I was like, nah, Nathan and, and Holly, they they both need to get out of here because they didn't care. Like, they, uh, yo, that that whole thing where Lana does, they like, oh, you know, having service breakdown. I was like, how do they not know that this is a test? Like, I was like, I was like, this, this can't be real. These people cannot be really this dumb. Please tell me these people are not this dumb and they were this dumb. Like, they, they broke so many rules. I think they had about maybe 69 or, seven, or like 70,000 left at that point and they blew it all blew every single dime because Lana tested them for 12 hours. All they had to do was not have sex, not 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 kiss for 12 hours and they couldn't do it. That show is great. I can't wait for season 4. Yeah, I didn't want to spoil that they lost all the money. <laughs> Are you? Cuz I remember watching that and they started at 200 and they lost every single penny. They didn't shit. go a day without breaking. No, the they were breaking rules every single day, and I don't think like Lana's very forgiving. I was like, "Fuck y'all, y'all, I completely failed this shit." Like I would just kicked them all off and be like, "You know what? All of y'all are hopeless. Get out of here. You're all done. You just reevaluate your entire life. Get it. Get off of this show. You walk away with nothing but a free trip, I guess. Uh, you got to watch the Ultimatum SP3. I'm telling you, you got to watch it. We're watching. Right now, we're watching X on the Beach season three because I've never seen season three. I've seen the first two. I, I, I'd seen the first two like when they aired live, and then we watched the first two like 
a year ago and then we just kind of stopped because there was other trash to watch and we picked it back up so people who you would know from the aubrey aubrey o'day is on this show i think everyone knows aubrey o'day um from danity kane and and uh paula d and she's a bunch of real stars uh so from like challenge world devin devin is on the show marie marie is on the show um there's a lot of people from are you the one I don't know if you ever watched that show. That's great. Like terrible. No, we trash. haven't. We, we I think I think that was one of the shows that uh that that my wife was like, oh, maybe we'll watch this. That's good. <laughs> you should you should go. Are you the one? Ultimatum's got to be top of your list right now. But uh um are you the one's really good. So a lot of are you the one people? Michi, where Michi from yes. Black the Sleeping with Black China, I guess is his big claim to fame. Like he's on this show. Wasn't There's- he on he was on double agents, wasn't he? Was he? Oh shit! He was Maybe. the one that he was the only. He was the one that um Josh Josh only elimination win. I think was against oh. Mishi. wasn't it? Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah, you're right. I completely <laughs> forgot he was on the challenge. <laughs> completely forgot. Uh, so yeah, he's on the show as well. Um, yeah, there's X on the beach is is good like trash shit. I know season four, uh, Laurel is on season four i'm looking at the the rest of uh is she on there with um what's her name what's her what's her name nicole, nicole. yeah nicole. she's on there yeah. with nicole yeah okay yep. yeah uh so nicole and is Jim, like nicole Jimmy's is on trash, trash tv material. oh she's yeah <laughs> she's great great trash tv jimmy's on on season four as well so there's yeah, they, they pull some challenge people on the X on the beach. So that's another show if you would like to uh check out. It's it's worthwhile trash television. That's that I might have to get into that just because you know the challenge, the challenge connect connection. I I love me some some challenge and Jemmy might be at the bottom of my list when it comes to <laughs> All-Star 3. Like I was like, I was like, yo, Jemmy only made it far in All-Star 1 is because she did the whole bit with uh Beth being her mom and Mark <laughs> being her dad, and she was hooking up with uh Nehemiah. I was like, she was just a smart social player, but she doesn't do anything for me as far as the physical aspect of No, she's company. awful. She's absolutely awful. Like is a yeah her social game is like fine and she's great like trash television like reality tv but like as far as a competitor she's terrible and everyone knows it so they're just like hey we'll keep her around so just have an easy win have a layup um, have a layup yeah, out exactly there. exactly a shot says denise and jeremy taylor swift our live stream denise and i i think are going to do a taylor swift podcast on on her like entertainment channel we've talked about that and like we, we've got it set up it's just we've actually like got to record it and everything we have the idea hashed out uh it's just we've both been very busy and so we just haven't actually recorded our first episode but that that's actually going to happen denise and i are going to do a taylor swift podcast she's about to get married she's planning a wedding and stuff and that was mania week and everything like a lot going on in, in the world of the yeah, yeah, both have both have weddings yeah. to plan now. So look at this. Look at this. Everybody's our wedding planning. I ain't doing none of that. EP's doing all of that shit. Like she knows the town. She she knows she knows all the people. She's got connections with everybody. Like we joke, like you can't go anywhere if there are more than five people like in a room or in like a building, whatever, she will know somebody that is in that room if there are more than five people. And if there are more than like 20 people like somebody will be related to her in that room. Like she just, she knows everybody 
in this town. So she's calling a bunch of people be like, Hey, can you do this for our wedding? Can you do that? And everybody's like, yeah, sure. Whatever you need. So she's handling a good chunk of that stuff. I'm just like, where do you need me to be? And what, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with trying to get the celebrities involved. That's basically there you go. Wrestlers. There you go. Priorities, priorities. You're, yes. you're well suited in that. I don't know if we if we have any time for a, a quick entourage review or if you caught up with entourage. Oh, I'm I mean, we are like behind because we started season two and they, you know, it's the Aquaman dilemma. Right. Yeah. Like that's kind of yeah. kind of where they're at. I got to pull up like the wiki, but I watched this like two weeks ago and then, you know, the NBA playoffs started. So we just spent all our time. Uh, previewing previewing that and then last week we spent all our time talking about that so yeah i'm i'm caught up on on where we need to be it's just that we haven't we haven't uh watched it but we can we can certainly do that uh hold on let me pull up and try to remember what the hell we, happened what were we up to were you up to three and four or four and five or uh five and six three three and four we, we okay. did three and four yeah because aqua mansion so yeah they they go to the the playboy mansion that was the last part one that... of my favorite episodes <laughs> for the drama for the drama storyline of drama trying to get into the playboy mansion and the whole story about him freeing the chimps and him yes. trying to try to get to the bottom of it going to uh the, the karate kid's house uh ralph macchiato <laughs> So it's great that like this episode is aired in um in 2005 and what rules about it is like Ralph Ralph Macchio was like just out in 2005 like didn't care at, or not didn't yeah. care but like he just wasn't a big deal. It was like ah cool like remember Ralph Macchio from the Karate Kid like here he is like cameo in this and now you watch this in 2022 it's like fucking Karate Kid is back like he's a <laughs> big star kid. <laughs> He's Cobra great. Kai is one, of, is one of my favorite series as well. Oh, I it's love, so good. It's so I good. love me some Cobra. We we could do that as well. Talk about that on this show because I love me some Cobra Kai. Can't wait for season five. I uh, want to see want to see Terry Silver get taken down because he's a son of a bitch for what he did to <laughs> to John Kreese. But uh, yeah, I loved I loved him going to to Karate Kid's house and trying to and then he's like he's like oh well you know give me your give me your invite just call them you don't you're a family man you don't need to go he's like. I'm going tonight. He was like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, I wanna, I wanna kick your ass. And then Ralph was like, nobody, you try. <laughs> and then uh, you also had the little side story line with Turtle, uh, with the with the expensive uh, hoodie on the the PJs, the pajamas. And then as soon as he gets to to the to the Playboy Mansion, he's like too distracted with with the females, and he's got the girl with the body art on his on his PJs. So now he has to he has to hold he has to keep those. He can't send them back. And then they sneak drama in, and then at the end, of course, the discovery is that is Pauly Shore. And then, sure. and then this starts, yo. This is it's so great that this is like the of like a rivalry that comes back up various different times in Entourage with Pauly Shore and Johnny Drama. Just great stuff. I love that whole sto side storyline because it's not really the focal point. The focal point of the episode is really them trying to convince Vinny uh, to do Aquaman and then yeah. it's it's until the end when they're all around with all the girls where Ari sells them the numbers he was like you get you get f uh, what three million for the first one six million for the second if there's a third if there's a third film you're getting 10 million he's like you can buy the house because they're also trying to buy a, a new house at the same time so yeah, yeah that's a great episode 
I don't remember since they're they're kind of blending together. But when they're they talk about this when when he takes the the Queen's Boulevard role, um, and it's like one for you, one for me, and Queen's Boulevard was for him, and now it's like okay, you gotta gotta do like a big kind of like studio film here and everything like and he's like you know these top actors like didn't do this and they're talking about you know oh well, tom cruise did this uh you know tom hanks had to do this and then like they could do all that stuff but like once you establish yourself as just like a big movie star blockbuster like then you're fine do all the the shitty indie films that you want to do but yeah they're trying to convince him to do aquaman and he finally kind of realizes that okay he does it because they they get attached, uh, and he, I don't know. I think it's the next episode, Offer Refuse, where it's James Cameron is attached to it. And yeah, that, that, like, that's when that's when Vince really wants to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and everyone the, the joke is, which is hilarious. It's like this could be like the biggest piece of shit movie ever, and it doesn't matter. It's about to do like five hundred million at the box office. <laughs> that's so true, though. Once you get James it Cameron, is. it's like no, you're you got to do this film because, and of course, it's uh, it's Weinstein. Weinstein yeah. is the one that tells. He refers to himself in the third person. He's like, remember who told you? Josh Weinstein told you. <laughs> Josh Weinstein. <he's, laughs> remember Josh Weinstein told you guys. And I, I yeah, offer refuse is also the one where uh, drama is 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 deciding if he wants to get the elective surgery on his uh on his th- on his what is it his thigh calves. or his, his calves. calves? Yeah, yeah, he wants new calves. Uh, <laughs> I still can't get over like drama with these with these side storylines. Like these, that's probably my favorite thing of rewatching these is drama, just his shenanigans that he gets into. Yeah, um, he he doesn't want to ask Vince for the money. He wants to try to do it himself. He goes to box. Uh, what's his name? And gets his ass kicked. And he finally like yes, ask Vince. And Vince is actually like, I don't know about this type of thing like i you know we'll we'll kind of see and then once the you know james cameron is attached and they think they got the the role and everything uh is like oh okay yeah go ahead get your surgery but so they he's in but they don't have it locked down there's been no official paperwork and ari's talking to dana gordon and dana's like it's yours like it's fine you got it and what's the that's the thing like i'll take you back and we'll go back like it's combo he's like it was a fucking like motel six uh yeah. somewhere yeah. What, I'm to do, what i bet you over in a yeah. hotel room <laughs> in combo give me my motherfucking call back <laughs> ari is just it's just awesome he's gold but yeah i think the end of uh offer refuse is when they're at the club with billy because i think they yeah they, find billy. Out that they, they get into sundance, sundance yeah. and and they they get the whole spot in the club, and then um the the club promoter comes over to them and is like, oh, you can have uh you know the bigger the bigger table, you know um you know Leo's Leo, not, yeah Leo's table, yeah. and he's like he was like, oh Leo's not gonna be here. He was like, no, he's meeting with James Cameron about some fish film, and then she, the, the show the episode ends with E is like, we are so fucked. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh man, what a great, great show! Yes, yeah, so we will, we will see if uh, Vincent Chase gets Aquaman, or if Leo swoops in and reunites with James Cameron to do another movie about water. Uh, we'll see, see if that happens. Um, yeah, Ari, they think they got it, and now we don't know. We do not know. So we'll, we'll pick up uh, Entourage reviews again. NBA playoffs, man. There's just a lot going on. A lot going on. 
Exactly. We got we we're going to talk more NBA playoffs next week, but I think that next week we're going to focus more on the challenge yeah. challenge fantasy draft. Um we got to we got to get a coin before the show to flip the coin to see who gets first pick. If Hannah's here, she's going to get first pick, but if it's just me and Jeremy, then oh we'll we'll flip. Why does it. Hannah get first pick? Ladies first, of course. No. And she's the guest. She's a guest. No. So <laughs> Care? I don't. I don't want her to get first pick either because I. I know she's a fan of West too. <laughs> no, Hannah doesn't get first pick. It's not. I, I'm giving I'm her like, special treatment. I'm like Cleveland in 2003. You know who I'm picking first, ladies and gentlemen. If I get the first pick, we'll, it's we'll be do. West. We'll do a randomizer. We will do All a right. randomizer. And no, okay. Hannah doesn't get first pick. Absolutely not. I'm not giving special treatment to her. Absolutely not. She wouldn't want it that way. That's true. That is. I mean, maybe she would. I don't care. It's not happening. <laughs> and, and there is a chance she might pick her 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 boy Mark Long. So that is true. That is true. So. all right, SB three plug plug what you got going on. Well, follow me on the Twitter machine at True Hill SP3. Uh, my written works at WrestleTalk.com. There's been a lot of conversation about AEW's women's division. I did the three pros, three cons for AEW's women's division. That's up on WrestleTalk.com right now. Got an interview coming out most likely on Tuesday with Deanna Perazzo. We talk about her upcoming match on AEW Dynamite with Mercedes Martinez. Talk about a bunch about Impact Wrestling, uh, Steve Macklin, everything in between. So that's a, that's a good interview that's going to be dropping on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. And you can see me on Russell Talk Podcast YouTube channel Wednesdays usually at 2 p.m. Eastern time with Sadie Nyangi reviewing NXT 2.0. And I, like I said on the show, I'm in the UK, so I will be in the WrestleTalk office this week. I won't tell you what day. You just have to subscribe over there, WrestleTalk Podcast YouTube channel. And, of course, True Hill Heat YouTube channel tomorrow, 11.05 a.m. Eastern time. Myself, Miss Chrissy Love, and the returning top guy, JJ, we're going to talk about the week in wrestling. Can you? Are you going to see Alex McCarthy? I'm gonna try to see Alex while I'm out here. Yeah. Can you punch him for me? Can you just hit him. I'm gonna randomly do it, and I'm gonna be like, "This is a gift from Jeremy." <laughs> just like punch him in the face. <laughs> those are those are a fight on my blog, but that's, that's, that's all. That's all I ask. Yeah. See, Joe Pearl says, "Smack Alex McCarthy." Just. Just, just see what he says. Just Y'all like, are so mean. Y'all are so mean. <laughs> just so mean so, to my brother. We're enemies. Me and Alex McCarthy are enemies. He didn't wish me well on my engagement. He wished the EP well. He's like, you know, look who you're marrying. Uh, <laughs> he yeah. said not Jeremy. That was great. That was a great That yeah, was a great post. So mean. Alex McCarthy's so mean. Well, I hope you do see Alex McCarthy. And if you do, tell him I said hi. and Tell him that I can't stand him. Uh, I saw he did an interview with uh, Drew McIntyre. I was very happy. For him. I, I, to... I told him. I told him. Him and him and Drew are like friends at this point. Like they, they he does so many interviews with him. <laughs> I, I mean, Drew McIntyre is like <laughs> there. There used to be the joke of just like that's his hype man. Like Alex McCarthy is Drew McIntyre's <laughs> hype man. So, good on Alex getting to talk to Drew again. I hope. I hope he goes to sleep with it in his Drew McIntyre pajamas and Drew McIntyre, uh, you know, bed sheets, cuddling up with his Drew McIntyre. Uh, buddy brawler, whatever the fuck they call those things. Like, hope, it, hope it's all good for Alex and, and Drew. Yeah, if you see Alex, just, just hit him with a Claymore, actually. Just do that. It'll be fun. 
<laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Tell Love tell you. Alex I said hi if you do see him. You can smack him if you would like. All right, I will. all right. Thanks, thanks everybody. We'll be back next week to to uh, talk more non wrestling nonsense. Bye everyone. Where'd this pencil come from? <laughs>